1: You ready? I am ready. Let's do it. All right. I saw your finger on the
0: trigger. <laughs> <So even laughs> I, I didn't want to go off, too early. Still, still simpot, still simpatico. The finger on the trigger is there. So the final verdict is cons are cool. Yes. Um, time for the HOFA Hall of Fame audio of the week. We'll break it down real quick for any first-time listeners. Every single episode, Steve and I pick a clip from the world of sports or beyond that we feel is noteworthy to play we play it for you guys and then we react and i think there's no other there's no other call this week that's more appropriate especially here in atlanta with this win than kyle pitts scoring his first touchdown on american soil bird comes in the orbit from left to right Mariota looks now gonna loop and kyle pitts caught it touchdown on u.s soil number eight has a touchdown of course, courtesy of our man, Wes Durham, and the Atlanta Falcons Radio Network heard right here on Odyssey and 92 9. The game, Steve, it finally happened. Um, the floodgates were open, there were guys making viral videos, ripping their shirts off to reveal Kyle pitch jerseys underneath. Um, yeah, speaking of
1: superheroes, he went full Superman with the
0: reveal yeah. there. Uh, this has been a theme all season, obviously, with uh, Kyle not performing up to what the fan standard has been, even though coaches and teammates have said that he's doing everything they've asked him to do. He missed a week with a little hammy. He was back. He looked healthy. He caught the touchdown monkey off the back. Um, Do you think that's enough for the narrative to go away? Or if he's two catches for 12 yards and no touchdowns next week, are we right back where we started?
1: I think it, I think it is. I, I don't think that, one touchdown is going to like all of a sudden silence that entire conversation. When a guy's drafted as high as he was at the tight end position, it's it's a premium position. I'll call it. It's not necessarily a cornerstone. You know, it's not a left tackle. It's not a quarterback. It's not a defensive end. So when you draft somebody that high, they need to equal that production level. And we've seen it from a yard standpoint. We saw it in his rookie season going over a thousand yards, but. I think this needs to be a first of many for, you know, there needs to be a season where he has, you know, eight to 10 touchdowns for that narrative to truly go away. If this is right. more of a blip than a trend, then you'll see that conversation return fairly quickly. But I mean, he's, it's also a product of the offense at this point, Marcus Mariota had 13 completions yesterday. Right. Uh, what two of those went to or three of those went to Kyle Pitt. So it's still a fair share of the completions that are out there to be had. But, uh, but I I do think he needs to find the end zone more. And, but yesterday was a, a really great sign of that moving in the right direction.
0: Yeah. You mentioned the, the Falcons offense and the way that it's playing right now. It's interesting because it's just not like you said, that's just not what they're doing. What they're doing is they're running the ball. Marcus Mariota is then doing play action um or he's keeping it himself and it's just not favoring long passes to Kyle Pitts or favoring where he's lined up in in the red zone um to get him the ball it's funny it's still funny though that this team against Seattle first play of the game all week long uh what did they do bomb to Kyle Pitts <laughs> just just missed his fingertips but, we we
1: haven't seen a throw like that since no. that first play
0: I don't think to anybody. Right. Never mind. Just never mind, Kyle Pitts. I don't. That's that's just not the way that the Falcons' offense is is operating right now. And fa- I mean, hey, as long as the results are there, I personally don't give a crap. But I know there's a lot of Falcons fans that were frustrated, and a lot of fantasy owners that were frustrated as well. Um, We've learned
1: Arthur Smith does not care about your fantasy. Team. No, he, yeah. he has said as much, and I think he's continued to show that.
0: He did not. Uh, yeah. I mean, but th- that's fine though. Like as right. long as the results are there, I mean, as long as the results are there, you can't really argue it. If the results, if they were Oh, and six or one and five and look non-competitive and all right, then, then you have a case to be made, but with the way that things are going right now, just enjoy the ride for what it is and don't nitpick about one specific player I mean, none of the Falcons receivers have compiled any sort of consistent stats week in and week out. The only position on the field that's been consistent is the running backs. I mean, we're averaging 150, I think over 150 yards on the ground the last three weeks. So if you're not Caleb Huntley, Tyler Algier, or Avery Williams and CP when he gets back, you can't expect to get many, if any, big time plays or, whatever the PFF stat is, big-time throws or, you know, what, what, however they calculate it, because that's just not the way the Falcons' offense is going to operate. Um, I thought Marcus Mariota played his best game of the season last or yesterday, and it didn't involve much of Kyle P- – I mean, what was his total yardage? It was like 30 yards or something.
1: Yeah, like something that. like that. He
0: had the touchdown, but he didn't have a big game in terms of receptions or statistics, so you got your pound of flesh this week, you Kyle – Pit sycophants, but I wouldn't say that um I'd expect, or it's fair to expect, that to be something that happens on a week in, week out basis for now. Right. For now.
1: Yep. I I think that's a good way to phrase it. And look, Marcus Mariota again played his best, and and I said it in in an article I posted after the game yesterday on. 99game.com. Hey, oh, I missed the plug.
0: media nugget bucket. bucket.
1: I, <laughs> uh, I said it was his best, but more importantly, his most efficient game of the season. He didn't force anything that wasn't there. He obviously he held onto the football, which has been an issue in a few games this season. So I think that was really nice to see. But he's not going to be the quarterback for the Falcons for an extended period of time. I don't think. No. I think the plan is still a year or two at the most. So, when Kyle Pitts is entering his prime, I think there will be a a bigger commitment to the passing game, you know, whenever that time comes and whoever's throwing the ball where that volume will start to match the level that you would expect.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's going to be the type of thing where he's eventually going to become the George Kittle of the Falcons. It's just, it needs to be able to fit the scheme and what they're doing on the field and right now trying to force the ball to any one receiver is not what's become the winning formula for the Falcons. It's going to be run the ball, chew up the clock. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed this, by the way, little side nugget. Um, We don't, we don't have a
1: side nugget. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, The Falcons play like the fastest games in the NFL. If you're, if you're watching like, so when I when I have the Falcons game on, I have my laptop open with all the other box scores going on at the same time. And what's not at least I use ESPN, which is nice because they automatically update the scores and they automatically update the time left in the game as it goes. The Falcons will have like two minutes left in the third quarter, and other teams are like two minutes back into action after halftime. Yeah,
1: um, it, it's quick.
0: So it's something It's something to like, note, pay attention to that over the next few weeks if you haven't already, because that's what the Falcons do. They run the ball and they drain the clock. So part of the reason why they won the game yesterday is the 49ers ran out of time. And then what happens when you run out of time? You start pressing, and Jimmy G starts throwing the ball way too much, and he starts throwing interceptions and making dumb passes, and then you win the game. And what does that not equal? Kyle Pitts getting 12 targets for 125 yards and, ten, and two touchdowns.
1: Right. Yeah. Those games, they're moving. I mean, again, we're here at the studio during the games, and Dylan and Oren are running the network and all that from this room and, and the main room in there. So we kind of communicate throughout the game. And we all said the same thing yesterday. It was like, damn, this game is flying by. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm putting together my post game article and doing things in game. And I'm home, you know, to watch the the Chiefs-Bills, you know, for the thick of that game because the Falcons game was over so quickly.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's something I started noticing a couple weeks ago once they really started to establish their identity with, with running the football. So, all right, good for Kyle Pitts. Good for you, Kyle Pitts fantasy owners. Like I said earlier, you got your pound of flesh. He scored the touchdown in U.S. soil at home. Monkey off the back. West got to make the call. But the bottom line here, and the point is, Falcons fans, let the offense be what the offense is going to be. Don't worry about Drake London's numbers. If I have on my fantasy team. He's really <laughs> falling off. Um, don't worry about Kyle Pitt's numbers. Don't worry. Don't worry about anyone's stats. If you see the running backs going 12 carries for 47 yards and no scores, that's when you get worried. Um, I think that'll just about do it, Steve. How about that? I think so. Speaking about flying by, another episode in the books. This is the best time of the year. There's so many topics to talk about from the world of sports and beyond. Uh, My cautionary tale to everyone out there, just be careful when you're walking down the street or you might find yourself down a rabbit hole high on something (laughs) and witnessing an Alice in Wonderland convention unfold in front of your eyes. Down the rabbit hole,
1: isn't that that's the term from Alice in Wonderland, isn't it?
0: Ah, see? Uh-huh. See what see what's going on here, Steve. That's <laughs> probably
1: one that I could have let go that everybody else would have picked uh-huh. up on except me, but I had to make sure.
0: Smart, smart. They don't get, you know, as as my Yankees broadcaster Michael K likes to say from back home. They don't give these jobs to chimps. <laughs> and with that, I will bid my fellow 929 the game producer, Stephen Gagliano. Adieu, we will catch you guys in just a few short days. This has been the All Fair Podcast. Follow me at C Thomas Radio, Steve at Peeve with the P Gagliano. We'll catch you next time.